and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment of Health Professional Radio. In this segment, we're going to be speaking with Dr. Jathan Bandari. He's joining us here from Proterra Therapeutics to talk about non-muscle invasive bladder cancer, or NMIBC, and the company's investigational cell therapy, Tara002. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Bandari. Thank you for joining us this evening. Hey, Neil. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, um, I did, of course, mention that you're joining us here from Proterra Therapeutics. Give us a, a little bit of uh, your professional background. Tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, your current position at Proterra Therapeutics. Yeah, sure. No, I'm happy to. So uh, my name is Jathan Bandari. I'm currently the chief medical officer at Proterra Therapeutics. I've been here about three years so far. Uh, Protar is a biotech company that's based in New York City, and it's really committed to identifying and advancing transformative therapies uh, for people with cancer and rare diseases. Um, a little bit about me, uh, I received my medical degree at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore and completed my urological residency at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. I stayed on there uh, for fellowship, which is a Society of Urologic Oncology accredited fellowship. I'm currently a practicing urologic oncologist in Rochester, New York. I specialize in both minimally invasive urologic oncology as well as advanced open pelvic and retroperitoneal cancer surgery. At Protara, one of the reasons I was recruited to the company was to apply my training and real-world experience uh, serving patients with this disease to help develop uh, novel therapeutics in non-muscle invasive bladder cancer. I'm an academic urologist, so I maintain an active membership in the AUA, or the American Urological Association, the SUO, Society of Urologic Oncology, ASCO, which is the General uh, American Society of Clinical Oncology, and I'm an investigator for the Southwest Oncology Groups, um, as well as a couple of other um, cooperative groups uh, nationwide. Well, if you would, describe for our listeners the unmet need in bladder cancer and what a potential solution to solve it might look like. Yeah, sure. So um, bladder cancer is the sixth most common cancer diagnosis in the United States, and it can be very tricky to treat. Non-muscle invasive bladder cancer is when the tumor does not invade the muscle, and it's actually the most common. It accounts for about 70 to 80% of all bladder cancer diagnoses. Um, and there's really kind of three goals. Uh, the first is survival, which is common to any cancer. The second is progression, which is to try and prevent it from invading into the muscle of the bladder. And the third is to is recurrence, which is to prevent recurrences. Um, recurrence rates can vary uh, across the board, but approximately half of patients that are diagnosed with non-muscle invasive bladder cancer can have recurrence. And that can have a profound impact on a person's quality of life. Um, if you are multiply recurrent and eventually progress to invasion into the bladder, you might wind up having your bladder removed, which we know is associated with an impairment of quality of life. Mm -hmm. When, once you have your bladder removed, it's a it's a really a game changer. And for the majority of my patients, it's the biggest surgery they'll ever have in their life. Patients are extraordinarily interested in preventing that fate. And the price of preserving your bladder can be quite significant. The therapies that we administer through the bladder require multiple catheterizations with treatment of drug. And it can be up to 37 different forms of tubes going through the urethra within a three-year course. Now, it's my understanding that uh, you've got a clinical development program there at uh, Protara. Could you tell us about that and um, the compound that you're currently developing for this particular condition? Yeah, sure. So Protara is interested in developing drugs 
in an area of high unmet need. And one of the major sources of unmet need in the United States it pertains to the highest risk category, which is the high-grade non-muscle invasive bladder cancers. Um, there's a little bit of a global health crisis going on at the same time, which is that one of the standard therapies, which is BCG, is currently in a supply shortage. My perspective as a physician has been that it's extremely difficult to counsel a patient, talk to them about their prognosis and their diagnosis, and then on top of that, to, be, to tell them that there may be an effective therapy out there that's been standard for 30 plus years, but sorry, it's not available to you due to supply shortage reasons. And you know, the first year or two, many of us thought that this was just a temporary thing, but we are now finishing our 10th year of a worldwide BCG shortage. And it's one of the reasons why I started developing an interest in developing new thera therapeutics that would be kind of independent of BCG. And what exactly is that? So BCG was a tuberculosis vaccine developed in the early 1900s, and it wound up being fairly effective in bladder cancer. In the 70s and 80s and 90s, we started developing that, and it became relatively standard. Um, the issue with it is that it's an extremely difficult drug to manufacture, and it's gone through recurrent shortages. So we've had three strains of BCG approved in the United States, and all of them at some point in their history have had a shortage. So one thing that Protara has done, which is fairly unique, is we actually have a strep pyogenes. It's a different type of bug. It's a little bit easier to manufacture. The doubling time is one hour. It's a very high fidelity type of drug. So if it has very comparable or even better uh, effectiveness, than uh, BCG, then you've got, you've checked off virtually every checkbox, which is um, manufacturing fidelity as well as efficacy and, and potentially safety. Would that be Tara 002? That's right. So it was originally uh, obtained from Japan. So it, the originator compound was OK432. Um, it was a major uh, therapeutic in Japan in the 70s and 80s and um, had five different approvals in, in different types of cancers. And what we had done is we, we took it from Japan and brought it over to the United States in partnership with the sponsor from Japan and are developing it in non-muscle invasive bladder cancer here. How difficult was it to bring that technology to the United States? Were there any barriers as far as approval? Yeah, um, so it, it took us a little while to perfect the manufacturing because when you're manufacturing a biologic, it's not a trivial process. Um, small molecules are a little bit easier to make than a biologic. Um, small molecules, just take aspirin, for example, which is your standard small molecule. It's fairly easy to reproduce that from one manufacturing plant to another. But when you're dealing with a biologic, which is a bacterial whole cell, there's many, many different elements of biology that can come into play, the types of proteins it expresses. There's a process called methylation, which can really impact the uh, activity of your drug. So all of those things needed to be perfected over time, but the majority of that fortunately is behind us now. So we are well underway into the clinic. Um, Tara002 is being studied in a phase one dose finding open label trial in uh, treatment naive and treatment experienced patients with high grade bladder cancer. Um, and, you know, things are going very well on that front. Well, when do you anticipate a conclusion to the trial and um, further uh, further steps? 
So, you know, we did announce that we dosed our first patient in March of this year. Um, the trial is uh, accruing very well. We're very pleased with its accrual. Part of its duration depends on the safety we experience. You know, that will determine the end date. And after that, we will move on to, you know, the way regulations work in the United States, you have to try and establish the safety first before you move on to establishing efficacy. So once you're there, you can you can eventually move and in, branch into different directions with different types of uh, non-muscle invasive bladder cancer. Is there anything that you'd like to add for our listeners as far as uh, where patients should uh, get some additional information about bladder cancer and NMBIC, and also where urologists can go to learn more about Terra002? Yeah, sure. So, you know, I would be remiss if I didn't make a plug for our main advocacy network. It's called the Bladder Cancer Advocacy Network, and you can access them at bcan.org. If you are a patient or a loved one or a provider who knows somebody with bladder cancer, please do go to their website. There's tremendous amounts of resources there. Um, if you're interested in our programs and our uh, therapeutics, on Tara002, you can visit the ProTara website at www.protaratx.com. And the trial um, can be viewed on clinicaltrials.gov. You look up Tara002 and it's called Advanced One is the name of the trial. Well, Dr. Bhandari, I appreciate you uh, joining us here on Health Professional Radio and hopefully we'll uh, talk again when, as things progress. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Jotham Bhandari. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download it, Anchor Spotify, and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com healthprofessionalradio.